boo. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Uh, <laughs> we did a live show. Live show from Electric Picnic, Strad Valley Leash, Ireland, Europe. Keep going. The Earth. Keep going. The solar system. The Milky Way. Keep going. The universe. Keep going. That's as far as I know. I don't know what's past the universe. God. Are you like letting out an exasperated cry like oh god or are you implying that god is beyond the universe it's whatever you want it whatever you want it to be but yeah we did a live show from electric picnic it's our first ever live show but we weren't satisfied with just that um if you missed our announcement last week we did we announced that we are doing a live show as part of the dublin podcast festival Nothing but live shows from here on out (laughs) (laughs) that's not true not at all not we've two that's two we are yeah, it's two. And they are very close together just because of circumstances. Yes. This one is October 5th in Dublin. Mm-hmm. So if you live on the island of Ireland, I can't think of a single excuse for why you're not going to be there. Not a single one. It's in the no. Sound House on Eden Quay, which is a cool little venue. Yes. It's really cool. And we will be doing it with uh, the wonderful guys from the Echo Chamber podcast. Yes. Live from the Tortoise Shack. So they're going to have to move their Tortoise Shack whatever it is, to the live that venue. Be, that should be fun. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be good. Steve's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Steve's going to do a flip. Famous flip. It's been talked about a lot. <laughs> so if you want to see Steve do a flip and maybe we'll do a podcast or something, I don't know. Uh, you might want to come Might want to come along to that. If you're like, you're, if, you're, if you're too lazy or you have other reasons, like, I don't know, a crisis hospital appointment or something stupid like that that means you can't go to the podcast, you're not going to see the flip. You're only going to hear the thump. And the... Ah! <laughs> so you may as well be there to see it in the flesh. Yeah, exactly. And you sit sit up close, sit in the splash zone. Yeah. Oh god, so gross. Speaking of splash zones, we talk about that in our live uh, show at Electric Picnic. So if, did we? I don't remember. Yeah, that. we did. There's, there's a splash zone we talk about with the prodigy. There's whenever the prodigy oh, played. There's a designated yes, splash yes, zone. Yes, 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 yes. That's all ahead of you in this live recording from Electric Picnic. That's exactly that. We are going to play right when. I guess now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are the Prodigy. <laughs> We're not actually Prodigy. Just in case anyone hasn't actually seen the Prodigy and don't know what they look like and think this is the main stage. We're not. I've seen the Prodigy before at the Electric Picnic and I got spat on by the main singer and I'm still... Oh, think I fully it was, expect to die at yeah, the Prodigy. Yeah, 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 it was amazing. Do, is that what good performers do? They spit on people in the front row. Big swell of a two-litre bottle of water and just... <laughs> in front of the whole <laughs> people and that, everyone was like uh. <laughs> that's your fault for sitting in the designated splash zone like that's that's on you that's why they have ponchos at festivals that's true that's true <laughs> anyway in case you haven't gotten it by now this is a, a political comedy show it's called what and politics the premise is super super simple much like myself uh, when it comes to political issues i am a complete and utter toddler uh so i've enlisted the help of steve he's my drinking buddy he's my good friend uh is life partner too strong of a word <laughs> When my wife is in the audience. Well, your wife is here. Well, if, yeah, okay, whatever. Podcast it's, husband. Podcast husband. <laughs> so I enlisted the help of Steve, my podcast husband, who actually knows, or at least he tells me he knows something about politics. Informed idiocy. Informed. <laughs> it's kind of like when you see a drunk person stumbling home and there's a slightly less drunk person leading them. It's basically that for politics. Is so what we this usually podcast just is. walk in circles on the pavement, maybe getting to our destination. Maybe, but ne- never really. But we, by God, we have fun on the way. <laughs> and sometimes we ask for help. And sometimes we ask for help. And that's why uh, we have a third person here sitting on the end, Miss Valerie Loftus. Now, so here's the other thing. Jesus. I found out we have a TV. And so <laughs> I spent 
a huge chunk of yesterday working on uh, a, a sick-ass PowerPoint because I heard there's a lot of millennials go to Electric Picnic, and I know millennials like three things. They like the prodigy. We've got that ticked off. They like dabbing, and I'm hopefully we can dab no. later on. No. No? No. And third thing they like is, you know, Microsoft tools like PowerPoint. So I prepared a sick ass PowerPoint yeah. <laughs> to introduce Valerie Loftus. Now, you might know Valerie from her appearance on the Late Late Toy Show no. circa 2001-ish. Now, I should clarify, there's a, there's, there's a caveat here. Not actually in the main studio recording session, you know, with Pat Kenny, where all the kids are having fun and laughing and having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas time. There's another section that happens every year. It's like a B-roll the where they show footage real. of all of the children who tried their hardest. They tried so hard to make it onto the toy show, but they just didn't meet Mr. Kenny's extreme standards of wow. talent. <laughs> and you, you were in one. You were in I that. was. I was yeah. on the rejects reel. Yeah, the rejects. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. That's perfect for a guest on our show. It's the best we've ever done. We've yet to get Andy One day we'll get the, the Milky Bar kids, but until then. I think I, I think I was actually like featured, like my full face. So oh, wow. That's great. Were you crying? <laughs> as, as just Pac, drooling. As Pat Kenny like, just like shook his head. It was like, like a really pained smile, you know, I yeah. was trying my best. What was your talent? Oh, I was in a, I hate, like, literally, this is the most embarrassing thing ever. I was in a girl group. What was the girl group's name? Spirit. <laughs> Spirit. Oh, F- that's worse than anything I, I could have ever predicted. Terrible. Um, and it was S-P-I-R-I-T exclamation mark because there was seven of us and we all wanted to have... <laughs> we all wanted to have something for when we put our hands in we could be like exclamation mark and wow. yeah I was the exclamation mark oh okay that was it <laughs> it was me better than a question mark <laughs> spirit <laughs> excellent so you moved on from that you didn't like just wallow in a pit of despair at Pat Kenny rejecting you from being oh. on the toy show mm, took me like it took ten, a while ten years but- but you recovered. Oh, actually, sorry. I've <clears throat> created some I kind of hate that you use that picture of me because, like, it's such a catfish because... You don't... What? <laughs> I've been camping for two days. Well, this is an audio medium, so do you want to describe what you look like right um, now? Okay, I've got, like, glitter up to my eyebrows. Mm. I've got, like, docks with grass all over them. I've got, like, a stained black dress. It's very chic. But you know what, Valerie? You're making it work. Thank you. And that's what's important. Thank you. Steve, she's not making it work. <laughs> No, letting the side down. No, she's making work. She's making work. You're you're doing us a favor by being on this show. The last thing I want to do is insult you. Thanks for the favor. (laughs) But no, you've moved on from that. You are now a successful journalist, editor, Mm -hmm. dare I say, social media influencer. How do you feel about that term? Is that a dirty word? Who's the last person you've influenced? I might have influenced somebody to like buy a pint yesterday or something like that. Yeah, Does that work? Powerful. That's powerful stuff. <laughs> you were that's able the... to get someone to buy a pint at the electric picnic? Oh my god. Wow. That's that's <laughs> the power of that verified tick you get on, on Twitter. This is it. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> uh, but before we get on to our main topic, guys, I, I had a mission the past couple of weeks because there's like the confluence of a couple of things happening now. This is our first ever live show, as you can probably tell by like the shaky hands and the urine patch that's blossoming on my jeans. Uh, but it's our first ever live show. Show, but it's also Steve's birthday kind of soon uh, and I thought yeah, and yours yours is sooner Damn it. yours is sooner Damn it! but I thought we could mark these two I knew you were going to do something like this what something like what something nice something like podcast husbands would do for each other <laughs> is that <laughs> is that what you mean I got you a present oh another present I remember how this went the last time yeah 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 but and now there's now there's people to see it yeah but this isn't just any present this present started with a phone call and a series of emails with Ara Sanukteron. Ooh. Oh my Cue, God. cue the next slide. 
<laughs> for those listening at home, there's a very, 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 very slow animation of President Michael D. Higgins arising from the bottom of our screen. And he's ever so small and cute. Oh. I contacted Aris. Actual size. <laughs> I contacted Aris and Uteron, told him that we were doing our first ever live show. <laughs> told him what I... Basically, I laid everything bare. Like, I didn't, I didn't try lie about anything. I literally told him, hat in hand, what I was doing. Are you telling us Uteron and Heron's about to come into that flap and be our actual guest and we can feck off this one? <laughs> no, no. I could, I could, but I got the next But of course, I didn't want thing. that to happen the anyway. The insults just keep flowing. I know, right? I, just I know, right? Like, this is how we operate. Let's go home here. Thanks. <laughs> That's how we operate. Uh, but I got the next best thing. It's a present for you, but it's kind of like when uh, a terrible husband gets an anniversary present for his podcast husband, but it's actually kind of for himself as well. <laughs> <laughs> so please do a live unboxing of that in front of okay, everyone. Okay, I'm going to put the microphone to the paper. Do you want me to hold it? Oh. This is good radio. <laughs> <gasps> it is... You, you say it. It is a signed photograph of the president of Ireland with... Something I can't read. <laughs> so I had to I had to take a picture of it and send it to Peter Kavanagh, friend of the show and fluent Irish speaker. It's a uh, Berbjanakt, which is um, uh, like best wishes. It literally yeah. translates to take blessings. So I love I'm how that picture is about ten years old. Yeah. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's not <laughs> he's getting any younger. He's much more dobbier since you know. But wait, you mean this is signed by Peter Kavanagh? <laughs> no, no, no. This not is actually not the president this of Ireland. I got in contact with a guy. He's my, he's my new hero, Finian Omerku, uh, in the office of the president, who got a he sourced a nice glossy A4 picture of Michael D. Higgins and brought it to him to sign, explaining what the story was. <laughs> And he signed it, and he sent it over to us. And it's ours now. Okay. Well, yours, but it's a shared ownership deal. Thank you. You're welcome. Mr. President. Yeah. Do you want to pop it up and leave it here as a shrine yeah. so he can be like our, our fourth guest? And we could defer, defer to him on any uh, issues that we don't really there know about is. ourselves. There he now, is. Now, if anybody walks by, they are going to run in when they see this. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's just sexy marketing, really, at this point, isn't it? It's not that we're endorsing anyone for the upcoming presidential so election. So here's the... But look, we are endorsing someone for the upcoming presidential yeah, election. we're big fans. If you listen to the show, we're very big fans of Michael D. Higgins. That's putting it quite lightly. Now, we almost didn't get this bloody Sorry, picture. Sorry, give him his proper name. Sorry? Give him his proper name. President Michael... M no, Miggledy. Miggledy Higgins. Miggle Diggins. Miggledy Higgledy. I like Michael Wee Higgins myself, personally. <laughs> but this picture I got sent to my parents' house, because I live in London, and I wasn't risking having it sent internationally. Oh, you can't send a picture of the president to England. Don't trust the Brits. Basically what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but I got sent to my parents' house. And I knew I needed it for this show. Like, this is a time-sensitive issue. And I kept checking in. And I kept checking in, going, Mammy Nolan, has an A4 package arrived for me yet? And she's like, no. Uh, keeping an eye out. Like, we're just... Just the regular pornography. Just <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I kept checking in with her every day. And she said, no, no. And it was coming up to, like, I was coming home. We only had, like, like a day or two left. I said, look, I really need it. It's a picture of the president of Ireland. And she goes, oh, sure, we already have one of them. And I went, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she said, oh, he already said, oh, that was for you. <laughs> Ma Mammy Nolan assumed that she got a bespoke piece of presidential <laughs> campaign material, like a, a glossy A4 picture with just his signature and no actual like proper marketing terminology on it whatsoever. She assumed that was just for her. And she just threw it on the pile. And she literally, she said, you're lucky I didn't throw it out. I was going to throw it out. <laughs> so it's a bloody miracle that this thing made it here. But anyway, that's the story of how Michael D joined our podcast. Forever. This is a very good story to start off on our topic. Isn't it just? Yeah. 
So actually, we should, we should get into that now. Continue with the slide. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> None of that happened. This is just like I bought that. It was a Google image search. <laughs> no, it actually did happen. All that actually happened. But yeah, we're going to talk just about like fake, fake news. news. I'm not sure if you're telling the truth or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm 100% telling the truth. But you just said the... Pe- oh, never mind. Go on. Let's move on. What am fake news, Steve? Fake news is news that is not true that people share around and read. Fake news is something that is very, very popular now, but it's definitely not new. No. I guess you could say that the election in 2016, the US presidential election, um, really brought it to the fore. And the fact that the current occupant of the White House tweets it several times a, a minute mm. means that it's definitely been a topic that has been prominent and remains to be. But it's not new. No. It's definitely not new. They used to call it yellow journalism. What? Yeah. Why yellow? Where did that come from, Valerie? Yellow journalism? Oh Any God, idea? I have no, no idea. idea. That, like all journalists had I'm to so learn sorry. where that came from. <laughs> why is it called yellow journalism? I don't, that's why I was asking Valerie. Oh. <laughs> um, people say that it could be a symptom of our post-truth era. Right. That we've gone beyond the idea that we need to know, know that everything is true. That postmodernism has leaked in so much that we just assume everything is fake. So there's no problem with people just creating and sharing totally, utterly untrue stories and just expecting them to be taken as fact. It's also more fun. Sure, it is more fun, yeah. yeah. But when did it start then? If you're saying it's not a new thing, it didn't start in the Trump There's election. no way to actually write. As long as people have been able to tell each other stories, and especially in the context of power and politics, people have been telling lies, hoping to spread them as being truths. Right. Propaganda. Get, propaganda. Well, not even propaganda. It's different because it's not necessarily state controlled, which propaganda would mm. be. It's like anybody can just make it up and do it. Yeah. Um, so the stories that are provably false have an enormous traction, popular appeal in the culture and are consumed by millions of people. It's kind of the accepted definition. definition of it today. But it is also, and I had to Google this to sound smart on stage, a neologism. Neologism. Ne- a What's new word still in the process of being adapted into the lexicon. The, the definitive. Yeah. So that big book that they keep in Oxford that they write in the new words, yeah. we're still waiting for this one to be added into it. So do we have examples of some of that early? We do. In 1835, New York newspapers all of a sudden for an entire year became obsessed with the idea of Batman living on the moon and that had been discovered. And they actually shared around different etchings of like, they were like, oh, this is actually confirmed as being seen on telescopes. Like scientifically provable, these things exist. By Scientologists of the highest caliber <laughs> with the largest glasses. Absolutely. Were proving that's how, that's how you know it's legit. And there was an entire year where people were like debating it as being true or false in newspapers. And it was one particular editor of a newspaper called The Sun in New York, not related to the shit newspaper that's still around in the UK. Right. Um, he may have just made it up to make fun of scientists and knowing that it would sell a whole heap of newspapers and make a load of money, which is still kind of similar to why people do it these days as well, because there is a lot of money in fake news Mm. if you can get it out there. Um, People used to make up random pamphlets and print off different papers back whenever the printing prices were flying in American elections. And then a particular thing in the 19th century in America was to make up songs with lies about your opponent, (laughs) especially like calling them. And Steve's going to sing a couple of them right (laughs) now. (laughs) I tried to learn them, but I'm not very good at memorizing lyrics. So you you don't have to be subjected to that. (laughs) A really, really interesting one from recent enough times is uh, Hunter S. Thompson, the guy from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Mm. notorious gonzo journalist, drug addict, invented that one of the Democratic nominees was addicted to a particular drug that was given to him by a witch doctor from Brazil. That's a, re- that's a really good lie. And then he just admitted after the election, was like, oh, I made that up. I was bored. <laughs> I was kind of stoned myself and I just made that up. And it was actually like reprinted and shared to the point where Edward Muskie, the candidate he was making up about, had to drop out of the campaign. Oh, no. And he wasn't actually nominated to be president Shit. because of this random lie. It's a powerful lie. Yeah. Yeah. So these moon men, did, 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 were these ever disproven? I've not been to the moon. I can't tell you. <laughs> so 
to this day, people are still wondering if this shit's actually happening on the moon. Do you think it was a motivating factor for a young Neil Armstrong? <laughs> it's like, that, this looks deadly. I'm going to go up there and take a peek. So what, what, what next? Like, what's next in the chronology of this? Some people kind of blame the rise of satire news as being like a normal format for having influence when people don't know what's true and what's false. Right. So things like The Onion, that it was a newspaper in America, now it's a website, and I think it's also like a fake TV network, YouTube yeah. channel. Uh, the Colbert Report, where Stephen Colbert, who used to be a fake man called Stephen Colbert, but is now yeah. a real man. And now, and now he's adopted it fully. Yeah. That's but he's not, it's not playing a character anymore. He's just using the name. He's being name. himself now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. 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 How do we know? We don't know. Which is the prank? Which is going to turn out to be true? He's like, actually, no, I was the character all along. I'm just pretending to be this one. Actually, no, it's Punk Season 7. It's back, and Stephen Colbert is the new Ashton Kutcher. Oh. He's wearing yeah. a rubber mask, and it's just Ashton Kutcher. And <laughs> you Jimmy. can't trust anyone. Not <laughs> even waiting Ashton Kutcher. for that to happen in the White House, and it turned out Donald Trump is actually just Ashton Kutcher. Just can't wait. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be a great conclusion like, to that. Similar play, physiques. Ashton. Fair play. Yeah. There's also a very famous Irish example, the Waterford Whisper News. Mm. Yes. Yeah. They had a very famous article where they said that North Korean news said that they had landed a man on the surface of the sun. <laughs> and it got reshared and reprinted by actual newspapers thinking that the North Koreans had done it. So it was like, oh, look how stupid the North Koreans are. But it was actually just a fake story by Waterford Whisper. I My remember... favorite thing about Waterford Whispers is going into the comments on their like yeah. Facebook stories. Yes. People losing their shit. Thinking it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was one where, uh, uh, was it... A it was either Beyonce or uh, one of the Kardashians was in Ireland mm. and they Waterford Whispers wrote a, a story about how they uh, one of the Kardashians went into a stat oil to get a breakfast roll <laughs> and uh, the comments were just like that filled with people going get sauce or ketchup uh, she probably asked for ketchup being an American yeah uh, but the comments were just filled with people like uh, disgusted at the idea of a Kardashian enjoying a breakfast roll from a satire. <laughs> Why? Were they just go, Actually, what? No, I'm gonna. What? I have no idea. There's also Fox News, a very famous satire channel as well, still out there. <laughs> They've contributed. <laughs> oh, <it's> topical comedy. <laughs> that kind of brings into another part. So a large part of the debate at the moment is who is more responsible for sharing and perpetuating fake news? Is it the left or the right? And the people on the right, especially on the center, are like, okay, both are just as bad as doing it but to be honest the right wing are way more susceptible to sharing fake news <laughs> I got, distra I got distracted by like my own animation like I made this and I <laughs> I'm hearing like you know the Mrs. Doubtfire when she goes hello <laughs> As he comes down there. Again, for those listening at home, I just animated a slide where Hillary Clinton pops up from the bottom left on a kind of blue teal color, and then Donald Trump pops down from the top right. It's very silly. He's upside down. There's no, there's nothing more to it than that. It's very but enjoyable, all the same. That's how we should always look at Donald Trump. But no. anyway, left or right, who's more guilty of perpetuating the right? 100%. In fact, 800%. <laughs> more likely to share fake news. Like, oh, that's an actual statistic. Actual statistic. 800%. fake news, 800%. Wow. They did a survey after the 2016 election to see who was more likely to share and consume fake news. Trump supporters, 6.2%. What? Hillary Clinton supporters, 0.8%. Wow. So one very famous story from 2016 was Pope endorses Donald Trump, and it was from, like, the Catholic thingamajiggy.com that people took as being... <laughs> the official URL. Oh, yeah. They, people actually shared it as being true, and because a lot of what fake news is, you want it to be true. Right. Right, yeah. It's so they use that as like, oh, Catholics mm. were able to share that amongst themselves in different parts of the United States saying, oh, it must be true because I see it here. That was actually invented by a 17-year-old in Macedonia who figured out that he could make a fuck ton of money. Wow. On ads Very on that website. Very enterprising 17-year-old. Yep, that's all it was. 
But and it's it, just spiraled from there. It definitely influenced, actually influenced the election. Right. So, and, yeah. and luckily it all worked out though. So, you know, no harm, no fire. We're fine. We're all fine. That's the thing. We're all fine. Nothing's on fire. We're all good. So, the, so yeah, the right are definitely more. And so definitely from more. that, like Trump was kind of birthed to us through this vehicle. I never Don't want to say, say he was that. birthed to us. Get that imagery in your head. Birthed. Birthed. <laughs> Some very Shakespearean about it as well. But has he continued? Like, has he continued to perpetuate these kind of stories? Has he slowed down a little bit? It's no. a very leading question. I... <laughs> <laughs> no, Richie, he has not. Oh. More animations. <laughs> Donald Trump has taken up the term fake news and now basically uses it to associate with anything that he dislikes, which is essentially all media coverage Everything. of yeah. Donald Trump, yeah. apart from Fox. Yeah, all accurate media coverage. Yeah. And he's actually yeah. even admitted it in a tweet from April of this year. It's like, all CNN, New York Times, blah, 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 fake news in... Um, brackets exclamation marks is, yeah. Is, yeah it's just anything the lying fake news media anything he doesn't like is now fake news and the problem is is because everyone is so concerned with fake news the fact that he's saying that means the supporters will disregard articles from the New York Times CNN MSNBC that may be entirely legitimate pieces of journalism done by very smart and intelligent professional people such Absolutely. as Valerie like, just like Valerie just like Valerie do you feel under threat Valerie not from us right now pointing at you do but I from Trump do I feel under threat I, w I work in women's media so it's like not as you know it's not a life or death situation for me but right. I would yeah it's quite frustrating well it's very frustrating to right. see this guy being like fake news and throwing his toys out of the pram and yeah. it, it's it I mean, I can imagine that it must be very, again, quite annoying for actual journalists who are trying to work and trying to, like, bring the truth. Right, yeah. When it's this, this is the most, power, most powerful man in the world, mm. and he just can say that, and people will go, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that's mad. Yeah, completely, like, and you spend years and years getting your, your, your yeah. qualifications, toiling away to, to try and bring the truth, and then in this, you know, snap of a finger to have it be it's, discredited. It's crazy to me that this, is, this guy is able to... And nobody, like, nobody was going to really call him on it. Like, We're calling him on it right now. Everybody calls him on it, but, like, start, nobody's going to tell here, him Valerie. to stop. Like, nobody who has any power can tell yeah. him to stop, so it's crazy. Just a couple of weeks ago, I think nearly 600 publications in the U.S. simultaneously rang editorials trying to call out Donald Trump and the danger of him calling them all fake news. But then he just summed it up with, oh, the fake news don't like being called fake news. What a bunch of fake yeah. news. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, it's like he's, round and round in circles. But he'll always be right, right. Know, to himself, obviously. Yeah. He's and the he smartest idiot it. I've yeah. ever known. Like, that's that's almost a genius move, but in a really stupid way. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the, like the paradox of Trump. Oh, Richie, that's how I think of you. <laughs> stop, you. Oh, stop. Do you want to talk about Trump some more, or do we move on? Um, yeah, well, just the causes. Like, so we've talked, and it's not new, but why is it such a big thing th these days? I guess you could say the internet and, like, the plethora of different forms of media that we have going around things like um like facebook certainly changed the game right mm. the fact that it was sitting there and you were able to throw facebook a couple of thousand bucks to put yeah. your story from being a random macedonian kid making up something about the pope to suddenly having a massively shared thing all you had to do was go okay i know i can target this in different catholic spots of the united states mm. different demographics age group that i know would like that yeah and then the algorithm just kicks in and it becomes viral and then all of a sudden he makes but a load of money here yeah. in ireland as well during that referendum yeah. absolutely yeah. The sites that was made, they were made to target undecided voters, and they kind of looked official. They looked like nonpartisan. And then, if you click in there and go like the facts about 
the Eighth Amendment, they have your details. I don't yeah. know, you know, the technical term. <laughs> but then they can target you with ads for the, it was the, the anti-repeal side. Mm. And that's terrifying. It is absolutely And that's terrifying. something that we no, nobody really, like we should have anticipated because we'd seen it happening in the US, but nobody anticipated it mm. for some reason. And the government were kind of flailing to do something to stop it. Facebook and Google had to yeah. come in and say, Ooh, sorry, mm. but like that's all they could do. Yeah, it's. I think it's a type of thing where you don't feel like it'll happen in your backyard. Mm. When you're in Ireland and you're seeing the stuff happening in the, ele- the presidential campaign in America, it feels like maybe uh, be- reality television. Yeah. It feels like a work of fiction. It just feels there's a degree of separation and maybe you don't internalize it and think this can happen here. But it did. But it did. It did. It, does, it happened yeah. before we even stopped to think about it because... Mm. I was listening a lot to um, Una Mullally and Andrea Horan's podcast about Don't Stop Repealing, best name ever, by so the way. Good. But um, they were kind of on it a little while. And, and Gavin Gavin Sheridan, I think his name is, he was on it a little while. And they were like, this is going to happen, people. And everybody was like, Neh. yeah. And it did. It did, yeah. It did. It's terrifying. Like, what else is happening that we don't know? This the is dark the, ads. Yeah, this yeah. The, true, the true danger of it is how subtle it is. We, we had a conversation with um, an author, Jamie Bartlett, who wrote a book, The People Versus Tech, How the Internet is Killing Democracy. And he spoke about his interviews with people who worked in like these data farms like Cambridge Analytica mm. and people in the Trump administration and how they harvested and used data to subtly, subtly poke, prod and manipulate people through just constantly iterating on the type of ads yeah. they're seeing by the type of uh, like buckets they're being categorized into. They were they call them universes, and they might have like because they had what five thousand plus data points on yeah. two hundred fifty million Americans. Mm. They're able to create all hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of these quote unquote universes. One universe might be and they just single mother who's afraid about, you know, who's like religiously intolerant. That's mm. one universe. And they have a bespoke marketing campaign specifically for that universe. I wonder what universe I'd be in. Like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about it. It's like the new character from Sex and the City. It's like, who are you? Who Which are Sex and the City character are you? Are you? In? Which Trump universe are you? <laughs> Would you be really annoyed if you went on expecting to be like some sophisticated bucket of like metropolitan liberal mm. people and they're actually, oh no, I'm closer to Bert from Nebraska? <laughs> <laughs> there's so there's a uh, little aside there's a thing in facebook where you can literally go in and see mm, the in their advertising preferences what things they have you uh, marked as being interested in mm. and our friend jer who's notoriously like quiet on social media they've got nothing on jer like they have <laughs> there's no keywords for jer there's nothing that they can pull from because when he went into his the things he was interested in are People, just the broad term people. Which is not true. Lava, like molten rock, <laughs> and screw singular, like and a picture of a screw, like a like a like a hardware accessory. It's like this, like, that's how that's how non-manly I am. I described a screw as a hardware accessory. <laughs> but it's just interesting to go in and see how, how these social media companies are, are profiling yeah, you in that way. I mean I haven't done it in a while, but I'm pretty sure like the last time it was something like kayaking. I'm like, mm. Have you ever kayaked? <laughs> Don't like like in like sixth class, like yeah. where they like reaching back. That maybe, far. Yeah, maybe you're ready for a return. Maybe, I know, maybe yeah. they maybe know they're you prompting you. me. They're like, Battery, you need to go start kayaking again, right? We'll see. We'll see. Let us know if you go kayaking <laughs> in the next couple of months. Next 
morning. Next thing you know, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is knocking on your door, and he's like, "Just nothing." I got, got like, uh, yeah, look at the, look at the you line wanna, over there. You want to go yak, bro? <laughs> I assume yak is the abbreviation for the verb Probably. for kayaking. It seems right. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. So these are the contributing factors, mm. like social media. I guess a, a lack of patience online, like wanting quick content, immediate yeah. content, sexy content. Sexy mm, content. Sexy Super content. sexy. <laughs> God, I got to pick my words more carefully. Like, Valerie, as a journalist, like when you were working, because you used to work at the Daily Edge. Yeah. Like, what, how do you balance that temptation of being very... Being too sexy with your content. Being too sexy. How do you not be too sexy, Valerie, <laughs> asking for a friend? <laughs> it's, ugh, like, this is one of these things where, like, the term clickbait is thrown about willy-nilly. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, well cool but do you know what that is like I mean mm. I would say it's when the headline doesn't match up with the content or there's a bit of like fiddling around to make something more exciting than it is but it's not just a, a list about dogs like that's fine I don't care about that like, right. like if, I, if I want to look at dogs I look at dogs that's fantastic you know that doesn't feel like clickbaity to me like I don't know not at all. personally anyway but as far as I know I mean yeah you want to make a headline gorgeous and sexy but it's it's just about I can't I, like keeping it as true as possible I guess mm. for me anyway I don't you get a feeling I don't know this is like I don't know maybe it's from years of writing headlines but I do get a feeling where I'm like am I pushing this mm. maybe I should reel is it this in a too sexy bit. too sexy it's a little too maybe. sexy 10% less sexy <laughs> yeah, so, and it's good to go yeah and like there's certain words and things like you know like this is like celebrity news specific now this isn't you know I'm not talking about you know very important topics but you know when you see something like this actress did something something and it's like somebody who's very well known it'd be like who's a famous actress I don't even know Angelina <laughs> Jolie <laughs> who's a famous actress <laughs> who's a famous Natalie Dormer Angelina, yeah Natalie Dormer your friend I, who I met last night <laughs> she's around speaking here. of sexy headlines <laughs> friend of the pod friend of the pod <laughs> we can get a picture of her and put it next to Michael D um, <gasps> perfect them. power couple <laughs> yeah like and it, when somebody is already well known and, but it's like this the, the mystery like trying to give that mystery I mean if you're interested in Kim Kardashian you're going to be interested in Kim Kardashian you're going to click on it and you don't need mm. to be like invited in like an idiot you know right, like, yeah. you don't even need to be like in like, ooh, who could it be? It's like it's Kim Kardashian, right? Yeah, right. She, and she's eating a breakfast roll in the and she's oil. Eating a breakfast roll. She's like got any brown normal sauce or ketchup human. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the danger only really comes when it's political. And yeah, when, I think so. And when the thing that you're trying to click, like, I mean, political headlines are always going to be sensationalist when you want them to be. I mean, even the New York Times, considered mm. the most highbrow journalist machine out there, like they do it. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you, OMG, you're not going to believe what Donald Trump did this time or whatever the mm. hybrid What, what did he do this time? Sorry, exactly. <laughs> so click, <laughs> click. Yeah. But the problem is, is when it's fake, literally right. fake, yeah. And, yeah. and it's being used for malicious purposes. Mm -hmm. And Russia did a lot of that in the last election. <gasps> this is my favorite site. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, <laughs> for, for listeners at home, it's a picture of uh, Steve and I riding bareback with. No! Also, it's a day. <laughs> That's a dangerous setup. It's Steve and I riding a horse with Putin on the back without a saddle. That's you a safer great. way of putting it. <laughs> great. Holiday. Anyway, Russia. Russia. <laughs> yeah. Russia have noticed that the American political system in particular and other political systems in the countries that they consider their rivals are pretty open for tampering. Mm. And they built an awful lot of bots to... Robots. Mm. Robots. 
Twitter robots yeah. basically have political conversations that to stir up shit in particularly contentious topics and different districts in the U.S. where they can make a difference. They actually they they study the U.S. electoral map carefully. They seen where people were a little bit more pissed off with each other and a little bit more bipartisan, and where they could influence the election just to cause trouble. They may not even necessarily wanted for Donald Trump to get elected. Right. They just wanted to cause shit. Seed dissonance. Yeah. So that's what they did. Fuck but- shit up. And they did. <laughs> that's a far better way. Sorry. Sorry. Did I say? <laughs> see dissonance <laughs> I meant oh, to say what fancy. Valerie said <laughs> but that's not that's not a new thing no. for a rival country to try and mess with its own with another country's thing it, Russia I think that they're only retaliating for what the US was doing in the places like Ukraine and Georgia mm. so they think that they're just, they're just they're, they think that they're on the back foot trying to get one back on the US and even like there's different organizations in Russia that are absolutely funded by the US and the US are actually trying to actively influence the US right. the Russian system it's just that because the US are always considered the superpower and they're they consider their democratic system so sacrosanct, they really felt that they were caught with their pants down right. by Putin yeah. this time around. No. Bareback. <laughs> oh uh, so, so do you think like an end goal in terms of what Russia is trying to do is it's, it's is there an ultimate strategic intent for this or is it just about that dissonance about keeping that antagonistic? Yeah, they've already achieved their ultimate strategic goal, which is the to put, put themselves back in the front pages right. make everyone think that Russia's important and then simultaneously also to fuck with America's shit. Right. So they won. They've already got what they wanted. Yeah, check, 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 check. All yeah. America can try to do now, both in terms of its own regulation, its own anti... It's, it's like counter-spy measures and by trying to influence the social media companies to try and adjust their business practices and algorithms to try and stop that same kind of stuff happening in this year's elections, the 2018 midterms. Yeah. And they seem to be doing a better job at it yeah but okay. still there'll probably be some other way that we'll find out they actually got in there it's just so <laughs> wild to me that it was like nobody anticipated it like i said before like nobody anticipated this like yeah nobody actually expected for russia to have the ability to do that and it actually it didn't really take the, i think they had a budget of 16 million to influence the last election and yeah. they caused so much shit it was nuts <laughs> crazy so do you want to move on yeah let's talk social media companies yeah i was talking to a friend of mine who knows an awful lot more about this particular subject he works in the u.s with the different tech companies and he pointed out that everyone always jumps on the problem with the algorithms mm. being badly designed and it's their fault because it's just this big data harvesting weird religious quasi code that no one really understands is causing all the problems. And he's like, no, it's something very simple. It's business practices. For, fa- for you to make something go viral on Facebook, especially for the last five years, you have to pay Facebook for advertising. Yeah. Yep. It's basically impossible. Organic to- content is yep. dead, basically. All that social media jargon bullshit, yes. Yep. You have to pay for it and Facebook will basically let anybody give them X amount of money to, to spread whatever ads they want. There's no checks or balances there. Right, they're, they're, they always say they're a platform, not like a, an editorial exactly. uh, mm-hmm. industry. So two years ago, when the US election was heating up, all these Moldovan teenagers and Russian bots were able to exploit that system there to make all their shit go viral and to cause a whole lot of trouble. Mm. And the problem is, is that by the time everyone realized that the Pope didn't actually endorse Donald Trump, it was too late. Millions of people that wanted to see it had already seen it and it already made its impact. So Facebook are trying their best to try and stop that kind of shit from happening again. And one of the best examples was in the Irish referendum, the Eighth Amendment. They... I can't remember which one it was. It was Facebook banned all foreign advert, all yeah, foreign coming from a foreign, all foreign funded uh, advertising. Yeah, um, and Google just banned everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Anything so, got to do with the uh, the the uh, referendum at all was just because yeah, gone. it's mad. Like the people who have the money are able to fling it at 
mm. whatever they want there's and put it in front of whoever they want. There's investigations going on about the funding because as a, in the US, there's not really any restrictions on corporate on corporate no. funding of election campaigns. You can spend bazillions. In Ireland and the UK and different European countries like that, there's quite strict restrictions on what you can spend. And it's pretty provable that in the Brexit campaign, a couple of million was thrown onto different online advertising via different nefarious kind of quasi companies and shell companies and that kind of thing. And it was all pumped into putting around different kind of fake news and not even fake news per se, exactly in Brexit, because you could say anything you want about Brexit and it could have been true. It was such a shit. Nobody really knew what was going on with that campaign. So that was fine. Yeah. But <laughs> the fact that it was so easy to throw all this money in and push the kind of narrative that they wanted to means that the companies. We're caught again with their pants down. They're going to go, oh shit, we are now being blamed for damaging American democracy. That's not part of our whole cool bro. I'm going to turn up your house and kayak with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's why Zuckerberg had to show up and sit on that tiny little cushion and talk to all those senators (laughs) to try and explain what they're going to do to try and change things. They haven't actually had to change everything necessarily. They've only taken their own steps. There hasn't been any new laws to try and change how they take money for political advertising. But they, they're they hiring new censors, like third-party people that sit in Dublin and like look at pictures. And yeah. Oh, yes, they're, this was on Channel 4. The, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, it was things like, oh, that's that's a dick. That can't go on it. Oh, that's a fake news. That can't go on. But that was only like a tiny fraction of everything but that was going like, on. But then like, this is a racist slur. Eh, yeah. let it slide. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you saw the people, like the, the hidden camera, you saw the people like be like, this, not so bad. It's like, yeah. what? You're like talking about a, a black child like yeah. you know like what the hell complete shit show it's a messy messy situation yeah. it's very hard there's no one easy answer there apparently is one easy answer oh, <laughs> is it? Fantastic. oh i was setting you up <laughs> what is the easy answer screen the people that you accept money from for ads yeah it's like very simple great there's no there's no like you can't just throw five euros at, at, at facebook for your ads anymore you actually have to register as a company have a traceable address and make Facebook responsible for making sure that fake companies mm. and shitty companies don't sign up to pay for advertising. Yeah. And the same with Google and all that. They're not, they're not willing Done. to do that, though. <laughs> um, when that kind of stuff gets suggested, Facebook's shares drop. Right, yeah. And they lose a lot of money. Yeah. And they would lose a lot of money. And people are actually, like, Facebook was, on, Twitter has never made a, a diamond profit. No. Facebook and Google have been able to through their advertising. If they would have to radically redefine what their advertising model is, basically their source of money, they would be in trouble again. Um, so that's why they're kind of hesitant to do that. Right, exactly. It's totally so I. Uh, let's take things a little closer to home. So let's talk about Ireland and how fake news affects Ireland. There is a wonderful website called theliberal.ie. Oh, Jesus. You're a fan of it? Sorry. <laughs> I love it. I read it every day. <laughs> they shared a fake news story that's pretty famous. They claim yeah, this one here. This is. Yeah, 200 and something youths of um, Muslim descent were rampaging around Grafton Street on St. Stephen's Day. Mostly African Irish youths. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the... And what the actual numbers that were reported by people like shopkeepers and attendants and Garda was minuscule. Yeah. Just a bunch of kids acting like dicks. They yeah, just, just literally like, running up and down. Literally, like, five children yeah. running down the street. Uh, like, five children running up and down. That would terrify me, in general. Five youths <laughs> in general running around <laughs> under any race, I assume. <laughs> in any location. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, th- this particular publication, they have a, they have a, a well-documented a history, history yeah. of, of this kind of stuff. They steal... And lifting journalists' work and, play, like, literally copying, pasting shit. Like, Fake competitions. What? Really? Yeah, things ma- that, like, a lot of very reputable online sources of news get called up on all the time but for some reason it just doesn't people are kind of like 
eh, about, you know, the liberal. Like, I see so many people that I'm friends with on Facebook sharing, like, articles being like, this is a disgrace, etc. I'm like, God, like, yeah. I, you know, it's it's a strange one because you want to be like, get your news from a better place. But, like, they probably don't, like, this is just comes up shared in their feed and they share it again and yeah. it gets shared and shared and shared. Well, proper media consumption is a skill, right? Yeah. Knowing to vet to and knowing to, to cross-reference or knowing to verify. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. It's What's not. easy is seeing media a link and then, yeah. needs to be taught, taught yeah, in school. It's really hard, especially with the kind of people that share these things. Like, as we said, it's mostly conservatives that are consuming and sharing fake news. It's also not unfair to say that the older you get, the more conservative you are. Right. Here's a personal example. I, I'm constantly trying to point out to my mother, who still uses Facebook, that what she is looking at is fake and she right. shouldn't yeah. share it around. Yeah. And this, this started eight years ago when I posted up a story about the native Ugg animal from China was being hunted to extinction for the little fluffy boots. Oh. <laughs> and it was like, it was a photograph of this mad looking animal that was like obviously photoshopped. Yeah. My mother shared it with like a sad face. <gasps> oh. And I had to ring her up no. and I was like, before someone <laughs> embarrasses you, that's not real. Oh, no. We just like, oh, what do you mean? Less. But it's there. It's a real article. And I was like, no. It's, My, um, it's a colleague of mine coined the most perfect term for, you know, the people who, like, share, like, man in a white van spotted in the yeah. Ballymun area, guys, stay away. They're called the watch out huns. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just go, watch out, hun. There's, like, there's people casing houses yeah. on this particular street. And I just find it hilarious because this, like, goes and goes and goes again. Mm. Um, but there was a very good example of this kind of backfiring, I guess. Somebody made a joke post at Christmas time about, like, two men have been spotted in this area, very suspicious looking men. But it was a picture of Harry and Marv from uh, Home Alone. (laughs) (laughs) And they were just like, there was all these people being like, I'll keep an eye out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, will you? Great. That's when Joe Pesci was attacked on the street. Yeah, and it went went viral. It went all over the place. Like, there was a lot of people who were like, oh, yeah, ah, ah, ha, ha, and, you know, got the joke. And then there were other people who were genuinely, like, disturbed, you know? God damn. Yeah. God. So, yeah, Ireland is not free from this shit either. No. No, not at all. Shall we move on? I think that's it. You think that's it? That's the topic. So we we solved the problem of fake news. I thought as a nice little palate cleanser, we could end on a a little... Let's cause more fake news. On a little game. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh god yeah it's terrible <laughs> so again describe what's happening there's a slide that says want to play a game and what's the name of the jigsaw monster the jigsaw, jigsaw I think his, his name, name is just jigsaw yeah. what's the name of that jigsaw guy that's got to do with jigsaws what's it, jigsaw yeah I just animated him going back and forth on his little bike so but I thought we could play a little fake news game yeah. where I will read a story and you have to decide if it's an actual real story from this real world or if it's a piece of rich fiction from my brain okay. a piece of fake news that I wrote beautiful weaving storytelling I know right Richard Nolan that's, this is the most exciting I've ever been Long time listeners of the show may be aware that Richie used to do this for me at the end of every episode for the first couple of weeks until he realized it's really hard to continue to really, make up It's really stories. hard, yeah. I don't, know how, I don't know how those Moldovan kids do it, but anyway. <laughs> um, All credit to them. But before we get to it, bolstered by my success with the Michael D. Higgins picture, I reached out to another celebrity <laughs> to try and get some help with this game. Because I thought it'd be fun to have a little jingle for it. Mm. And I don't know, we might have talked about it on the podcast before, but I've got this really, 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 really tenuous connection to Glenn Hansard. Have we talked about it? No. <laughs> we haven't. No. I feel like it's something we've, I've talked about a bunch of people, but I've got this really, really tenuous. There's like a cousin who I barely ever speak to once was a roommate of Glenn Hansard's sound engineer. Not his current sound engineer, <laughs> but it's like, it's so tenuous. It's so tenuous. His dog was called Glenn yeah, Hansard. Exactly. It's so tenuous. But after the success of this, I thought I just 
reach out and ask and see if I could get maybe just a little piece of Glenn Hansard music to turn it into a jingle. And the dude bloody obliged oh in his God. home studio in Wicklow. He wrote a little, just a little 15 second jingle. Glenn Hansard. It's okay, right here, listen. Fake news game theme by Glenn Hansard 2018. Let's play a game about fake news. Let's play a game about fake news. Let's play a game about fake news. I am Glenn Hansard. I just I'm brought back to that movie that he was in that I can't remember the name of. Once. Yeah, that's Oscar Award winner Glenn Hansard. Make art. Made made a th- <laughs> piece of music bespoke for our show. Wow. I know. Oh wait, there he is out there. We can go. Is ask Glenn him. here? Is Glenn no. here? Glenn, thank you so much, Glenn. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. So the way the game's going to work is I'm going to read you a headline, and I've also have a couple of additional points to kind of flesh out the story a little bit. I'll read them to you. You tell me, is it a real story or is it fake? Simple Are we allowed follow up questions? Uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I'm not as good as improv as the phoning it in guys, but we'll give it a go. So the first headline, no country for old Ben. Is it ringing any bells already? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Shit. Uh, <laughs> so ben Affleck. A, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of extra info. Benjamin Farley, 71 from Canterbury, England, intends to leave his country of birth to live the remainder of his life on an unclaimed island. Okay. Okay. Northeast K. A 31-acre island in the Gulf of Mexico is not officially a part of any state or territory. Farley attributes his growing sense of disillusion in the wake of Brexit and a general unhappiness with modern life as his motivations for the move. Preparations are currently on hold due to severe logistical issues. The island of Northeast Kai has no easily accessible point of ingress, so like runways or docks. It's just, it's, if you look up pictures and Google images, it's just like all rock. Where did you say it was? It's in the Gulf of Mexico. It's the called Northeast K. C-A-Y-E. I could be butchering the pronunciation, but... So is this a real story from the real world, or is this a piece of fake news? Valerie, what do you think? You're a journalist. Oh, thanks. You're journalist uh, spider senses. I'm going to say fake. You're going to say fake. Wait, what? audience. Fake, true, fake, 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 fake. You're going to say fake? Everyone's saying fake. Oh, he's going to... It's yeah. fake. Yeah. Fake news. It's fake news. <laughs> Donald Trump looking smug. <laughs> yeah, Donald Trump is on the screen for those of Again, all. Jesus. Okay, next up. Hospital security guard who filmed his farts at work for six months is sacked. <laughs> How do you film a fart? How do you film? That's what you're tripping up over. They're invisible. Okay. Shall, shall we delve into the topic a little bit? Oh, is it like more? a UV? Like, you know, in the airport? <laughs> what you, what you, not UV. What? The fart detectors in the airport? No. You, you know <laughs> What, Let what, me explain, what screenings please. have you been taken into? You know when you... Fart for me now. I want to see if there's like no. explosives in there. <laughs> you know when there's like videos of people going through the metal detectors at the airport and like people who fart as they're going have through... They metallic farts? What are you talking about? No, they're just like you just see it. No, you can like... It's like, it's like a heat sensor or something. Okay, Valerie, if Steve were to fart now and I had a camera pointed at him, that's me filming him no. farting. Mm. So like, it doesn't have no. to be quasi-scientific Listen, bullshit. I have so many questions be. about anyway, these airport I'll show you video afterwards. Yeah, let's, oh, let's do that. We've got a lot to dissect. Fake news. Anyway, the story goes... Florida-based Doug, who runs the Fart Authority Instagram page, <laughs> which he regularly updates with videos of himself. I am shocked that, I'm laughing that so he much has to supplement fart jokes. the Fart Authority with a job as a security guard. <laughs> shocked. Uh, the, the Fart Authority would be more recent thing. Uh, here's a quote. The lobby has really great acoustics. 
Uh, one day I ripped a rather nice one and got a really good sound from it. So the next time it happened, I recorded it and sent it to my group chat. Ugh, gross. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's true. I want to believe it's true. I want, you want to, to believe yeah, it's I true. Anyone in the audience? Fake. Audience. Fake. Sorry? True. true? True. Is this you guys saying because you want, fake. you're trying to wish fake. it into an existence? Oh, you say it's fake. Down the back, you say it's Ooh. fake. True, true. Fake. True. 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 Okay. <laughs> I Hi, could Dad. not be happier to say that this video comes I with audio. Screamed. Guys. <laughs> and I you know hate what? him. He's so stoic. It's so he was fired for doing this. But well, you're the I'm best. You're the best. To be honest. You know, oh, you have two? No. Well, there's more than two. If, <laughs> if, if you go to his page, there, so for listeners at home, I put a it's screenshot a of, of his Instagram art. feed, and this is just a small. This is a small selection of it. It's just the same. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's the same image over and over again. He does it from the same angle, filming himself same farting. So there's just this angle. rich tapestry of this man's face at, like, at an awful, unflattering up angle as he Why, squeezes out his men farts. Men love doing that, though, I found. Like, that's men, lo- men love taking selfies from, like, down here. While they're on the toilet, <laughs> specifically, or something. Yeah, I had to tell my dad once to change his Facebook profile because he looked like a serial killer. I was like, Dad, I can't have you on this website representing our family with this fucking like stony face staring into the like webcam <laughs> okay uh, another new story from crook to cook snoop dog releases new cookbook this is true this is true oh that's I too easy oops maybe i shouldn't have spoke so well no it's fine if it's true it's true i'll just i'll true. quickly blast through the uh the further details from crook, crook, crook is so to cook rude. sorry calling him a crook is so rude I think he wrote it. Is he a crook, maybe? I I don't know. know. Past life, maybe. (laughs) From Crook to Cook, which is out in October, will feature 50 of the rapper's all-time favorite recipes straight from his personal collection, which makes me so happy. Uh, (laughs) So here's a quote. I'm taking the cookbook game higher with a dipped and whipped collection of my favorite recipes. You dig? (laughs) I dig. You I, really, for one, you really yeah. can Listeners that. at home, if you close your eyes and listen back to that, you could probably think it's just Snoop Dogg saying that. I did, <laughs> yeah. You took me there. A very transportive <laughs> voice. His debut collection will be cannabis-free, but plans are in the offering for the US star to launch a series of marijuana-themed books in 2020. Mm. Yeah, it's true. True? Yeah. True. You think it's fake? One fake. Fake. True fake. True, true fake. fake. True, true, Gen- fake. Gen- fake? Gen- fake. true. True? Okay, pretty true. divided. True. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And you know what the best I part is? It. It, it includes a recipe for gin and juice. <laughs> which I can only assume is just Pour in gin, the gin and juice. Pour in <laughs> the juice. But it takes seven pages for him I to I just write. love, yeah. there's a picture of him like posing with, is it lobster? Yeah, there's and uh, he's just lobster. And like so thir- sassy. So I wish I wrote it down, but there's so, like it starts off with like, you know, chicken and waffles, like a more basic kind of easy to do home stuff. And then it goes on to filet mignon and lobster thermidor and a bunch of stuff you just do not associate with Snoop Dogg. I love that's that he's happened. like, yeah, I cook a mean lobster thermidor. Yeah, <laughs> when the rappers get money, man, they go straight on to the good shit. <laughs> so that's exactly it. Oh, exactly it. Uh, one that. more story. We do one more. And yeah, yeah, one more. One more. Kerry uh, Farmer named star after favorite GAA player. Ooh. Carrie's farmer named Star after favorite GAA player. What's the player? Is it the Gooch? Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, Eamon Cahill, 63 from Kilgarvin, has used popular star naming website, starnameregistry.com, to name a celestial body after Kerry center back, Tyke Morley. 
Donald, a beautiful name for it's sir. A, it's such a, it's such a guy name. You can picture him already. Tyke. Uh, Cal first became aware of the service after his eldest daughter used the site to name a star after her boyfriend. Cal's sorry. <laughs> oh, Valerie, you're not going to like the gift that we got you for appearing on today, obviously. <laughs> Cal uh, cited Morley's stellar performance over the past year and several pints of Guinness as contributing factors to the decision. The reasoning is sound. Right. And the motivation for The logic is pure. No one's questioning the logic. I'm really no. considering this very deeply and I say false. You're going to say it's false? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go true. You're going to go true? Yeah. True, false? False? True? Oh, false. Any trues? True. Any people who have true, true, true? Again, most true, false? True? True, false? Uh, mo- most of these are just trying to wish it into existence. <laughs> it's a false. Oh. This is the most fun one to write. If you, I put it, uh, Morley's stellar performance. Oh. Was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I, c- I could totally write this shit for a living. It, you're very good at it. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it took me so long to do this and I was so tired. Like I was sweaty after writing these. <laughs> it's the most amount of physical exertion I've done in a long Each time. Each word came from the soul. I did, and I felt so heart. empty, you know, just laying oh. my soul. Now I know how Oscar Wilde felt. <laughs> Uh, guys, that's it. We just have a, a little bit of a housekeeping. Our very own Valerie Loftus is about to be a published author, which is, is. the Woo-hoo. biggest deal. And so just want to plug you a little bit. Thank uh, very important topic. It's hugely important and extremely political, some yes. might argue. Uh, Hard hitting. <laughs> Asking all the tough questions. Well, uh, what's your book about? It's about pennies. Right. It's called Thanks, Pennies. And it's kind of like a funny little love letter to the nation's favorite shop. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me how I wrote 30,000 words about pennies. It just happened. <laughs> For the UK listeners, that's it. Primark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, Primark, yeah, yeah, Primark. Yeah, you, you, my... So you too felt the spirit of Oscar Wilde move through you? Oh, he <laughs> literally threw my hands yeah. out into my keyboard. Oh, he would be so proud of me, I know. Amazing, beautiful Would stuff. Oscar Wilde have shopped at Pennies? I'd like to think so. Like so. Cedarwood State. I'd say, all yeah. Up. Joyce wouldn't have? Wild no, never. Yeah. Wild would have been like all up Joyce is like charity shop. Yeah, oh, Oscar Wilde would have went into Pennies and then like, bought stuff and put them into a brown thomas bag to take them out oh yes on. that's him yeah he's and he'll such a keep scam. them he'll keep them for like a couple of months so that nobody else will have them when he takes right, yeah. them out you know they're, yeah claims that are like <laughs> yeah some original great finds it's available for pre-order yeah. i made you a little bitly link feel free oh, to chuck that around ever bit.ly slash thanks pennies we'll take you to the pre-order get it do yourself a favor when's it out uh november november yeah amazing get all up in that uh that's it there's mickey d popping his head up <laughs> i love him so much uh thank you so much guys this has been great i'm Thanks richie that's steve that's valerie we're what on politics and you guys are our new best friends thank, thank you, you so, so much, much guys Woo! yay us yay us Woo! best um, podcast show ever <laughs> Woo! richie what are you doing I'm clapping Oh, that sounds like something else, though. Sounds like what? (laughs) It sounds like you're so pleased with yourself that you're taking matters into your own hands. Oh, you ruined it. Uh, You ruined it. (laughs) You ruined it with your master master clapping. It was just such a good show. What can I say? (laughs) That was fun, though. That was fun. That was lots of fun. That was lots of fun. Uh, We should do that more often. We should do that more often. Like, hey, how does Friday the fifth of October work for you? Um, Let me check my calendar.
Oh no, I've, I've got to go to a really cool podcast recording that evening. Well, fuck, Steve, we were supposed to do a podcast recording that evening. Uh, heh, heh, joke, 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 joke. <laughs> so bad at this. Can't be people going to see us live. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they get this for free. I don't know why they put up with it there. And now we're actually asking them to Suckers. contribute monies. Suckers. Take Suckers. all their money. Uh, <laughs> all their 12 euros. Yeah, tickets are only 12 quid. Um, so you have no excuse not to go uh, two podcasts like probably about two and a half hours of amazing entertainment in a cool bar for 12 euros why in the world would you not turn up yeah exactly exactly she's gonna be fun she's gonna do that flip gonna do the flip and Steve and I are gonna fight then as well yeah <laughs> we're, gonna finally, nah. we're finally gonna settle this shit <laughs> once and for all once and for all I'm so sick of you you, you big silly billy yeah, oh, them's fighting them, words. Them's fighting words. Oh, you better, you better watch out there, buddy. Shit, Steve, this is getting too heated. Let's let's uh, wrap things up before. <laughs> oh, I gotta, I gotta take a sit down. Yeah, because uh, as you know, I, I record all podcasts while standing. I, I record all podcasts on a on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at what on politics on Twitter, uh, what on politics and what on politics at Gmail. They're all the ways you can get in contact with us. Uh, bit.ly uh, bit.ly forward slash WAP show for tickets to the next show uh, is that it is that anything else that's pretty much thank it thank you um, I guess thank you thank you oh 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 actually one other thing uh, I, I know I haven't thanked him in about a year uh, but thank you Supermarket Love for the theme music Supermarket Love just got married Oh yeah he just got he just got married my sweet so, precious boy got married. Did he get married in the supermarket? And was there lots of love? There, he, yes, it was a very on brand way. And they walked down the aisle. His beautiful wife, Hibbs. Aisle 12. Walked down the, uh, aisle. The, the cereal lane. <laughs> she walked down the cereal aisle to our theme music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but congratulations, supermarket love. That's uh, very well deserved. I'm glad you. <laughs> That's a very strange way to congratulate somebody on getting married. Very well deserved. Yeah, isn't it? Very well deserved. deserved. Isn't that like an award? <laughs> did, he, did he win his wife in a competition? Oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> Who were the other nominees? <laughs> oh. Okay. I think I'm still a little uh, dehydrated from Electric Picnic. Congratulations, Supermarket Love. Congratulations. And see, and see all of you on October the 5th. Yeah. <laughs> you're so sn- you're so sniffly. I'm quite sniffly. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it! <laughs> this has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Podcast. <laughs>